0: Hello, this is Steven Slack, and this is the HQ Fit Podcast. And I had Lula Slaughter on this week. We're talking movement, motivation, her history. And she is one of the top Les Mills instructors and goes around the nation and maybe even the world to talk to people and train people and give them group classes and help them keep motivated. So this is a very interesting podcast where we talked about a lot of different topics, but I hope that you enjoy it. Um, and again, it was just very enlightening to me to hear about her story and how she stays motivated and uh, how we can use some of these tips to motivate ourselves. Uh, so sit back, relax, and let's listen to this. Where I say, oh, hey, how are you doing today? Blah, blah, blah. All right. Cool. So I'll start that right now. Hey, so I've got uh, Lula with me today, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this talk because she's a pretty cool person and does a lot of cool things, um, and I just kind of wanted to first get a background of who you are, how you became who you are, et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> That's a loaded question, but...
1: Who? I know that was a loaded question. <laughs> um, who am I? I got deep.
0: <clears throat> I got really deep.
1: Okay. All right. (laughs) No, it's um first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on the podcast, Stephen. I really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, I guess so for me, um, you and I have seen each other at the gym. I've been there um for I don't know five, six years now. Um and I really started in the group fitness setting and I got there because I was an out-of-work teacher, if you believe that. Okay. So my family and I We moved here about almost 10 years ago, I guess, Um, and I had quickly gotten into a teaching position and then quickly lost it almost as quickly as I got it um, just because I didn't have tenure in the school district. Um, And then subsequently, my daughter left home for college, and her and I are pretty close. So that really hurt a lot. Um, we ended up downsizing our house to help pay for, um, college tuition. I mean, we had savings, but we all know that it just, that wasn't nearly enough what we needed. She went all the way to Florida and left me. Oh, <laughs> uh,
0: she couldn't go anywhere close.
1: Mm, no, She really <laughs> went far. She really went for it. Oh, so, man. um, yeah. So, um, I also was missing our home. We lived in Kansas for five years um I had been really deep with the ballet company there with the theater company that was there. Um so coming here, losing the job, um Taylor going off to school. It was just kind of a lots of whammies that hit me all at once and hmm. to, to be really honest, I was super depressed.
0: Yeah. Um
1: yeah. yeah, it was it was not an easy time for me. Um so I joined um HealthQuest, which is, you know, our gym and yep. I basically, um, my husband had asked me, he said, Hey, there's a gym near where we had moved to. He said, did you want to try this gym? And I said, sure. You know, I was really looking for something and um, thought it would help me. And so they have these classes for, um, they're called Les Mills. I knew nothing. I didn't know what (laughs) this was. Um, And a lady came up to me and she saw me looking at the board back then. We kind of would post the workouts outside of the group fitness studios.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah. And she came up to me and she said, Oh, you'll love these workouts. She goes, Every three months, we get new choreography and new music. They always change it up. You'll really like it. And I was like, okay. So I just walked into the room, and literally, Stephen, I took um, three classes back to back, um, sometimes four. (laughs) If it was like a good day, like a Monday or Wednesday, like I would be like, I took like three classes, and then I would go downstairs and run on the treadmill, or I would do the elliptical. I literally would not leave the gym until I felt better.
0: So, wait, was it? were these half-hour classes or these hours? No, these are 55 minutes. Wow. Okay. So, you, you were really – <laughs> you were doing it. I was – yeah,
1: I was doing it. And so, that was me day in and day out. And then, eventually, an instructor – they were always – other instructors are always looking at other people who come to classes and really love okay. programs and stuff. And they're like, you know, you're here all the time. You really should go to training for one of these programs. Mm-hmm. So – um, I did. I went to training for one program and I liked the training so much. Um, very in-depth. I hadn't, I didn't experience, I didn't expect for it to be as in-depth as it was. Yeah. Um, it was a dance program. Um, one of Lesmo's dance programs, uh, Shabam. No, I think Body Vibe was my first training and then love Body Vibe so much. Um, a couple months later, I went to Shabam training, which you typically don't do trainings back to back like that. Cause you need a minute Time to, to-
0: time to digest what you just learned you do but i
1: i I didn't want any time to digest i was digesting and just diving right in because i (laughs) i i mean like legitimately like i fell in love so from there um these programs i think it was really body vibe body vibe was 30 minutes of cardio and then 30 minutes of resistance um strength with resistance tubing and it really was starting to build my strength um I was teaching Zumba at the time as well. And literally any instructor would say, Hey, can you sub for me? Can you sub for me? I sub for anybody. I didn't care. I was always teaching group fitness. I was in love um, with the two programs that I was teaching plus Zumba at the time. So it almost got me to a point where I felt like I needed more. So um, I went down on the fitness floor. I knew nothing about weights or weight training. Uh I just knew that I was getting stronger and my body was like hey you know why don't you try this out so i knew nothing so i was talking to a teacher at the local high school who was um a bodybuilder he had had a bodybuilding background and so did his wife and he said something about Jamie Eason i don't know i was like all right so i went <laughs> to bodybuilding.com and looked up her like 16 week transformation program so I did her program and my daughter was at school at the time. And I said, Hey, why don't you do this program with me? So we would kind of call each other back and forth and say, Hey, did you finish the program? Yeah, I did, you know, whatever the workout was for the day. So that kind of kept us connected. But when I didn't know, I would typically go um, early in the morning or I would go late at night. So if I didn't know what a machine did, I didn't felt like, feel like I would look stupid because yep, I would sit yep. there and I would read what the machine did. Um, <laughs> And then eventually it was, <laughs> You know, we have a pretty cool, um, and you're a big part of that. We have a pretty cool um, lifting community downstairs and people saw that I was serious and the guys would come up to me and people would say, Hey, if you did this, you know, you would get this result or why don't you drive this way um, and you know, it just, my knowledge just started. The more time I spent down on the fitness floor, the more knowledge I gained. And then eventually um, some guy was like, Hey, you should train for shows. So that led to me training for bodybuilding shows, which really took my fitness to another level. Wow! So eventually it got to Lesmo's was having um, auditions for presenters. Um, Well, let me back it up. I trained for another program um, after during bodybuilding. Yeah. um, And then I met my my brother, my mentor, super great friend who was already in the Lesmo's. Um, he was part of their trainer, assessor, presenter team for the United States. Oh. Um, and I met him auditioning for a body combat class. And he goes, wow. From there on, it was like, he was texting me. He was like, can you come teach here? Can you come to Robert Wood Johnson? <laughs> can you come to Woodbridge? <laughs> can you come teach with me? And then so we developed a relationship where it was almost like we taught and it was like body and Clyde. Like Wow.
0: The, the, incredible. That, so that chemistry auditions came yourself. around.
1: And I said, hey, should I do this? And he goes, absolutely. So we went through a series of trainings. I had to get my personal training cert, my Africa group fitness cert, mm. tons of videos and rehearsals. Um, there was auditions in NYAC, and I made it. So I joined the 2017 Les Mills Rookie TAP team. And TAP just means we have trainers, assessors, and presenters in the United States here. And I joined the presenter team. Wow. So that's, that's kind of how that started for me. Um, And I just kept training, training, training. And what we have every year is what we call Summit. So that's um, one week out of the year. It's usually happening. It usually happens in California because the New Zealanders come over. Because this program, Les Mills was a person. um, And um, he was was an Olympic athlete. And so this, yeah, he was a person. I didn't even know that. Yeah. (laughs) So this all started because he um, was an Olympic athlete. And his... um, So his whole family was really into fitness, and he decided that he wanted to sync music to a barbell routine. Okay. And his wife said, "Honey, that'll never work." (laughs) (laughs) So, Uh yeah. So Les Mills is a person, and so Les Mills, Les had Philip, Philip Mills married Jackie Mills, and um, Philip and Jackie are still alive and thriving and well. And Jackie's in the Body Flow videos; she's um, very much a yogi. Now are um, they
0: are they owners of it? Yes, so they are the
1: owners. Okay. And then they had Diana Mills um and Les Mills Jr. And Diana Mills is also um owner of this um of the fitness company um and she's in um a lot of their different programs as well.
0: Wow. Okay, so now you mentioned something previously about having a ballet background. Was that prior to teaching or is it that wa-
1: It was it was um so I'm the person that I always, I always love ballet. Um, and I had a best friend growing up who is now very much a ballet teacher. Ballet is her life; it is her world. She has students. Um, she stuck with it. Um, but her parents took her to ballet training, and my mom just couldn't afford it. So
0: uh-huh.
1: I remember going a couple times. Um, to rec Center Ballet, and never, never going back. And so when I was old enough to pay for my own classes, an adult, um, I found a little hole in the wall ballet studio, this amazing older woman who was very hectic, but she was a very good ballet teacher. Um and it just so happened I told her I said, look, I really cannot afford this. I have small kids. Um I'm barely kind of like in and out of teaching because we'd have a we'd have a kid and then I'd have to back off the teaching. Teacher. So <laughs> yeah. it would like always throw me in and out of the working world.
0: Yeah. yeah. I
1: was like I could I could clean your studio Um, so I cleaned her studio, I cleaned the floors, I would strip the floors, the ballet floors, I would clean toilets. If something broke, I would have my husband come fix it just so I could take class for like really cheap. Um,
0: (laughs) wow. (laughs) Wait, so, you know, another kind of theme is coming out of this background that I want to make sure that our listeners kind of see, and that is your kind of grinding mentality. Like you work. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You don't do anything half-hearted you're going to go for it.
1: <laughs> I I do and if and if if I can't like if I can't go for it by myself because like my kids are little and whatever mm-hmm. and I don't I can't afford babysitters, let me tell you what happened. Them kids came to the ballet studio <laughs> with me. When I found this little theater which which was an amazing, amazing, it was an old school and it was a lot of talent that was coming from like Kansas City because we were in Topeka, so Kansas City. Some people who had even moved back um, home from New York who had been on Broadway, who were part of this theater and it was just an amazing, I mean, we had set, we had costume, we had lighting, we had technical and it was this cute little dinner theater theater that sat maybe 350 people. Wow. So I couldn't afford a babysitter and my husband would travel out of town for For work quite a bit. Oh, I dragged them kids. Oh, them kids, (laughs) did they homework at the theater?
0: (laughs) They got used to it.
1: They did ballet. I was like, we need more people for the scene in the Nutcracker. Um, Y'all need to be some... (laughs) It was Giselle. It was Giselle. We needed more villagers. So the boys, I put the boys in tights. Okay.
0: Yep. They
1: Listen, I grind. And when I can't grind by myself, everybody got to grind. (laughs) Everybody.
0: All right. Now I know. Now I know. Now, another cool thing. Is that you you mentioned how uh, Les Mills, when you first went into it, it was more advanced than you thought it would be. And I I think that's kind of when people think of us as professionals, like you as a group instructor and personal trainer and me as a personal trainer. They think of us as, you know, okay, we're just giving some exercises and that's it. But can you kind of go deeper into how uh, maybe how our industries change and maybe how what that advancement looks like?
1: You know, it's interesting. Um, I hope I answered this appropriately. So yeah. for, the, for the training itself, it just, um, it, it was a two day training and I walked in and it was from eight, 8am 8 to 6pm. So um, you either have to travel, stay in a hotel, pay for that um, so that you could go to these places. So we would really try to wait for the trainings that would come close to us. And yeah. it was, it was eight to six of who are you? Who are you in terms of, Who are you as a person? Because that dictates how you train other people. How do you look at the room? Can you split the room in fours? Are you missing the people in the back? Oh, let me tell you about the people that stand in the back. Those are the people that are, um, they're kind of, um, the people in the front are the the challenging, the dominant directors. And yep. then the people that stand in the middle, those are the social butterfly people. They like for you to call their name out in class yep. and this, that, and the other. Uh-huh. The people in the front, they like for you to challenge them. The people in the back, they want you to count every beat. They want you to catch their eye gaze, and they do not want you to say their name because they're very, they're there. They love your workout. They love being with you but um they're very they're they're very kind of shy, they're the shy interactive type people oh man i
0: am in the back i'm in the back oh
1: <laughs> it i I'm, I'm telling you it really taught me a lot about, yeah. and then it made you look within like who i was, who was I as a person, and then you know it the training blew my mind stephen i mean, and not That's only are we learning you know you have to present your tracks, um you have to video your tracks, you have to send it to the assessor department, you have to pass the weekend, and then you have to pass um the assessor department for the US saying, you know, okay, we've seen your video Lula. You need to we 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 like this but they give you 4WH. Wow. Feedback. I mean, wow. it's very people were saying like I saw XYZ but you stepped, you know, you might want to your arm lines were beautiful. I mean, your fingertips were together. It was
0: insane. I was like, wow. Like, okay, so you know what that really another question or not really question but statement pops in. I feel like a lot of trainers would benefit greatly from that kind of, uh, of information, that kind of feedback, that kind of training really, because uh, one thing I know for myself that I wish I could have more of, and I kind of had to learn on the go by myself is that psychology behind uh, people's mannerisms, where they stand when you're training them. And you're, you're doing it specifically with a sociology kind of background in the sense of groups Oh, yeah. But that's really interesting. Wow. Yeah.
1: And you, and it's, you know, think about, you know, what you have to do as a personal trainer. And I, you know, I consider you one of, uh, you know, uh, one of the best personal trainers I think I've ever worked with. Um, but it's, think about group fitnesses, you know, coaching and queuing, but you have to do it like a split second on the spot. Because if I'm queuing somebody in body pump, I see a room of, you've seen the body pump classes. I have yes. a room of 35, 45 <laughs> yeah. people. And they know I'm watching their feet. And like, it's a challenge because some people love coming to my class and some people don't come to my class because they know I'm going to see the room and I'm not going to stop until you fix your feet because I'm watching your feet. I'm watching your knees. I'm watching your chest. And so it's, it does, it really, I think it would be be very beneficial for any personal trainer
0: because I think it would make your cueing and your on the spot regressions, like just, just you wow. mentioning how what you had to learn, I'm already sold. I'm, I'm going.
1: <laughs> you should.
0: I'm telling you. I'm going. I, I'm gonna get eaten alive, but I'm gonna do it anyway.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, you won't. You'll be fine.
0: <laughs> now I, I want to kind of change the topic. I want to sure. talk about movement, and and I know you mentioned you had a to- I think you had a topic with uh, somebody recently about movement and how it affects us, or uh, kind of elaborate on that. If I'm in the right area
1: yeah I was um so being um being that i've been on some master classes it's kind of thrown me into or put me into in 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 the in the best way possible um kind of the world's view um and so now people do are want to be my friends on Instagram and they do mm-hmm. want to interview me and it's been an awesome privilege and a blessing to be you know, friends with people from all over the world.
0: Mm. Um,
1: and so one of the um, presenters from Saudi Arabia had reached out to me and said, hey, I'm doing a bunch of interviews. Diana's been on, Marlon's been on, like all of the you know, the people that have been on master classes and Les Mills. Yeah. And, and she was like, they love you. Will you please do an interview? And I'm like, what? Awesome. I was like, of course I'll do your interview, Amal. Of course. <laughs> um, But yeah, we were talking about movement and I think it's movement during quarantine
0: Mm.
1: You know, it's it's amazing to see the people from all over the world that will do anything to just move their bodies. And they're pretty vigilant about it. And this is this is the Les Mills world. Les Mills is my world. Um, And they you know, a lot of these places, you know, people were on the call from Jordan, from Saudi Arabia, you know, from the UAE. And they they can't leave their homes. You know, we're at least blessed enough where we can go to Walmart and I can go, you know, down the street to pick up some things if I need to um from Costco, but you know, they are not allowed to leave at all. Wow. Um, so it just really puts things in perspective. And they're asking me what to do during quarantine, but I'm like, I'm watching their videos and they're, you know, lifting weights with, you know, um jugs and broomsticks. And, you know, my friend Vito um from Italy um was locked one of our, you know, peeps that was locked down first and we were just sending love and stuff to Vito. And, you know, Seeing him do overhead presses and static presses with, you know, water jugs and, yeah. you know, on a broom and what people are doing to to stay sane during this time. So yeah. I think, yeah, a big part of, for us, Les Mills has done a phenomenal job of really reaching out to the fitness community to keep us moving during quarantine. And so if you're out there, if you're listening to this, um, Les Mills On Demand, they're offering free trials uh-huh. right now where you can try all of their several, several programs that they have from, um, you know, a mixed martial arts training program to running, to yoga, to ballet, to body pump, you know, lifting weights. It's, you know, it's been a free program and we all just feel super blessed to have that during quarantine because we move, you know, because we have to, our bodies are designed to move. We've got joints and we've got muscles and, you know, we do ourselves a disservice if we don't, but you also know that when we move, it's like, we have that amazing feeling in my mind. It's those endorphins that kick in It's feel good hormones that you're like, yes. I mean, I will dig in and I will just fight for every workout that I can. And some days are are a fight, but I'll fight for it because I know that I'm going to feel so much better when it's over.
0: It's amazing. I know for me, it's, it's been kind of difficult. um, Just because I didn't realize how accustomed to the gym I had become. And and so when I started my workouts, you know, I, I've got you know my let's say one of my kids um, as I'm doing an exercise that's difficult, just looking at me, staring at me. I'm like, wait. So now my mental aspect is like, wait, wait, what's going on? Why, <laughs> why, why is this person staring at, me? <laughs> asking questions? But it, it is kind of cool where now we're, I'm starting to find strategies that it's yeah. like can make it a community uh, of my household as well. Um, I have a question. As well, do you feel like you're connecting uh, less or more to people? It seems like you were connecting a lot to some of your Les Mills family. Do you feel like you're connecting more with this quarantine or or less?
1: You know that's interesting because at the time of quarantine, I had already gone to filming and been on master classes. So that changed my social life really drastically. Um so it was Facebook friends and and I had already started traveling too, just within the US of um opening different clubs when you know 24 hour fitness is one of our biggest partners, Ghost Gym is a big partner, EOS Fitness. Okay. Um when clubs wanna do openings, they'll say, Hey, you know, who's you know, who's hot on the ticket right now? Oh, let's use that black chick that was just on body pump. we like <laughs> her. You know, so I was starting yeah. to travel a lot and really kind of ramp up the social cool. um aspects of life. So that was different for me because, you know, I'm a pretty closed person until someone finds something, until I have something in common with someone, yeah. I don't open up really easy.
0: Yep. And <laughs> so, I, I, yeah. yeah. I totally agree with that because I, I think we have the same kind of personality. I mean, I'll, I'll put on a show for you when I'm training and, and stuff like that, but unless I have a, a connection there, I'm not going to open up.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, speaking, you know, that's a good point with the connection. I think it was, you know, I'm the big thing on the ticket. Oh, Lula's coming. And I have to, you know, send posts and say, hey, I'm on my way. I'm coming to see you guys in California, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And that was just because that's what I have to do as a presenter. But I think my social interactions with people now just mean so much more to me. And it's, you know, I'll wake up in the morning and um, people will have already sent me posts and I'll get posts from, you know, p- people, you know, have sent me stuff in French and I'm like, okay, let me, let me, let me figure <laughs> out right. French again, in German. And, you know, I love Lula's shoulders in French somebody sent me, but people are sending me things. Um, and it's been really encouraging to me. I mean, I really That's cool. have gotten some really deep, cool posts from, from men, from women. And, you know, when women send me things, it's really it really means a lot to me. And they know that when they send me stuff, it immediately goes on to my story. Because I, I, they say, you know, Lily, you're amazing. You have just inspired me and this and that. And I always put it back on them. And I always say, you have inspired me. And I'm so proud of you for keeping up your training, you know, even during this time. Because we all know it's been really difficult. And we yeah. live in New Jersey. So it's been rainy. And we have to fight. Cold, you know. rainy. Yeah. So Quarantine. I think the the interactions that I have with people in the Lesmos world um, and even just like with my with my kids, you know, just mm. people locally, just um, I had to just take a step back and say, hey, this is a house full of people. I can either be really irritated because everybody's back home and I just want my space um, or I can change my mindset and say, you know what? These are potential workout buddies.
0: <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know,
1: and I use them for that, and I think so. I think you know, like I, I Facetime my mom, and we kind of have a, um, kind of in a strange relationship a little bit. Um, it's just, um, so I Facetimed her, and she got a chance to see the kids, and cool. I think this time during quarantine has made my interactions of just a little bit deeper with people. So I think it's it's been good in that aspect.
0: So it's almost like the answer is is not necessarily more interactions, but better and deeper interactions. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I, I I feel like it's doing that for people across the board because now we're we're forced, you know, especially for our families, yeah. we're forced to, you know, get to know them better, especially You are.
1: We're... And like, that's, aren't those the hardest people? Yes. Like, you know, because, and you've seen all my, so like your people are still real little and cute. Yes, like yes, when, they are. They are. You know, they're still <laughs> so cute. And like, my people are big. Like They are like big. Four they're like, 21 21 like
0: and... your, your yeah. son's way bigger than me. <laughs>
1: So it's like, there's space, there's a space issue. There's the, you know, everyone wants, you know, they have their own things and we've really had to respect each other's time and space. Yeah. And um which has just really made me feel like, you know, I can have a very type a very driving personality. And mm-hmm. I really had to take a step back and say, well, if they have instituted quiet time and I really want to take a, if I have to take a call or do something, then I have to come out to the garage. I've turned on the heater and I come out to the garage to respect their space and their time. If that's mm-hmm. what's good for them, for because the, they're doing online learning, I've I've tried yeah. to be more kind of a, I guess go in a servant mode. Like I make them breakfast and make them something healthy, just to try to support what they're doing. Because it didn't dawn on me until not too long ago how young people really are probably struggling even more so than we are. I mean, we're mm-hmm. we're adults. We can handle it. We're we're stressed out as it is. But think about the proms. the football team and that not happening. It's
0: that's true. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You don't don't realize it until, yeah, these are, these are moments that are, they only get four years in high school and, and then in college. And it's, it's amazing how it can affect them. That's an interesting point.
1: It is. And so I've, yeah, I've definitely, um, respected their space, you know, because you know, our family, you know, getting to know your family and be around your family can be really difficult, but, I think it's just made everybody just have to step back and respect each other's space and just change our mindsets in terms of, wow, we're all back in the same household again. And that changed several years ago when everybody started leaving for college. And I'm like, you know, you can look at it as a blessing or a curse. Yep. You know, sometimes some days are better than others. But I just started to use these people as workout buddies. So I wanted to do more hit training, which is Lesmo's grit program. So Mason's my grit buddy. The 18-year-old is my yeah. grit buddy. <laughs> Taylor's my body jam dance buddy. Um, you know, Richard's m- pretty much my body pump and any cardio I want to do buddy. And it's, it's been really nice. And I just had to look at it like that. So for me, you know, it's nice when you work out with a friend, it's, it's definitely better. Um, so I've used my family members as workout buddies.
0: <laughs> it's, it's so interesting. Like, I, I know that's one of the things, and that's really why I wanted to, to talk with you that you're really good at is, is bring motivation, bringing energy, but then also like kind of building a community. Um, I, I know part of it's that you're doing the group sessions, but you also maintain and nurture that community well. And I'm going to take to heart that kind of, I like that tip you just said, where when you're stuck at home, you know, a lot of times the relationships get on a pressure cooker, which makes it a lot harder and a lot more stressful. But when you can see that you can grow together in these ways and know that uh, they can be your workout buddies, you know, they, they can help you motivate and you can help them motivate. It's a pretty yeah. powerful thing.
1: It really is. And, you know, it's just it's also been really cool just seeing them and their communities, the communities that they're affiliated with that they use to help motivate them. I mean, for me, you know, people from all over the world are like, oh, my gosh, she's, you know, national, international presenter. But to them, I'm their mom and I work their nerves. So, you know, it's just like they're like international presenter. No, they don't look at me like that. They be like, listen, you go do grit because I'm going to go and talk to my friends from Florida. You know, it's they have their own thing like taylor has a group from florida that she works out with daily um caleb has his football community that he works out with um but mason really doesn't have that group mm. so he's kind of been really my buddy and it's kind of cool. strengthened our relationship so yeah it's cool to see their fitness communities that they already have that help them out
0: that's really that's so cool that's so cool yeah uh, now i want to talk to you I, I know that you uh you uh dabble a little bit with nutrition, is that correct? I do. You, you, you <laughs> I, I do. You dabble. You dabble. That. So so uh, you know, I'm not. That's not my specialty. But I was wondering, um, is there any tips and is there anything that you're doing specifically nutritionally, uh, that you want to kind of mention right now? Because I'm always willing to learn.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. So, hmm. one thing about being a bodybuilder, that whole time that I spent doing that, it really taught me how
0: to eat mm.
1: how to constantly eat but how to eat healthy and when i had when i eat when you eat eat healthy i don't want to like i don't think that quarantine is the time to try something new or you know say i'm gonna give up blah 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 because i tried that and it just i was like don't do that to yourself Louis. don't <laughs> don't do a bodybuilding diet during quarantine during quarantine it just My simple, simple advice to people out there is just in terms of nutrition, first of all, let's just start with self-care and just say, one, sleep. Yes. As much sleep as you can now. And then for us, I joined um, a health community. I bought into a health and wellness company um, five, six, seven seven years ago, maybe. Um, And I learned a lot with that. But I know that it, it just really comes down to, simple healthy eating so like eat your green stuff I mean like I have been on like a collard green kick so Rich greens. oh gosh he made greens like the typical normal like how black folk we boil yeah. greens we use a yep. smoked turkey breast we leave the ham hop thing we left that alone um, <laughs> but we have leftover greens so I went through the I went through the kitchen, um, the fridge, and I was like, oh, we have, you know, red peppers, we've got green peppers, we've got the yellow ones, you know, so I chopped them all up, sauteed them with some garlic and some olive oil with the greens. And I have just been like, literally going ham on that. So I have that every day. I have something green, Um, I may put an egg on top of it. I may not I may put avocado on top of it. So for me, I do a, a diet of lots of veggies and I do um, lots of good, healthy fats.
0: Perfect. Oh, awesome.
1: I feel like staying, the carbs are just, you know. <laughs> the,
0: the, the carbs are for, for performance. Let's say that.
1: Yeah, because if you don't, have, I, I mean, my motto is you can only eat as much as you're willing to move.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: So, yeah. Drink, and, you know, drinking tons and tons and tons of water. I think the first week after quarantine, I think I went nuts. Because for me, I was like, oh God, ain't nobody gotta see me. I don't have to put on no leggings. I don't have to go nowhere. I don't have to eat chips. You know, and then uh, after a week, I felt like just crap. It's um,
0: amazing, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so then you're quickly like grabbing for every green thing you can. And you're like, you know, Lula, this is not you because you know you don't wanna feel that way.
0: Yeah. That's the thing that as I was, as I started growing up, you know, I, I still consider myself a semi baby in my mind. <laughs> no way but it's like you know it, it i that that association is getting stronger and stronger with bad foods like sugary processed foods with feeling bad rather than the pleasure in the moment you know and it, it's becoming stronger where it's it I, thankfully and I'm i'm hoping that for other people they start to see this as well in their own lives where As you eat these processed things, the the feeling you get is just not worth the pleasure in that moment.
1: (laughs) Maybe a a couple
0: of times, a couple of times, but not as a consistent habit.
1: I completely agree. And if you're into movement the way we are. So for me, like, I want to jump the highest. If it's a jump kick, if it's like these high intense classes that I teach or that I want to take. For me, you know, if I've eaten a ton of salt, which will fill me up with water, I hold water like a camel. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, and I and I can't jump higher than the person next to me because I'm so competitive. You know, it's, you know, then I can't perform the way I want to perform. Yes, I work for a fitness company. Yes, I'm a presenter. So, yes, there's a certain look that I always have to have. But I've kind of thought of it more. Now it's kind of become more of a yes, I want to look good, but yes, I want to feel really good, like mentally, and I want to perform well. And you know, you can't perform well when you're full of salt when you're full yeah. sugar, you know, and eating processed foods. It doesn't mean that I don't eat pizza, but I'm going to yep. make my own pizza and I'm going to find a low-carb press because I know that that's what works for me and my body type. Um, but like my, my friend Holly and I, we started a healthy snack business. Um, and I think that's really been great for us because we believe in that. I mean, we eat healthy snacks, we eat nuts, we eat seeds, we eat dried fruit. I mean, it's not a competitor diet. But if you can moderate dried fruit, it's it's fine. So I just say, you know, during quarantine, tons of water. Drink water. Oh, my man. kids and I, we have a water contest. Who can drink the most water? Oh, I and bet there's sounds, a, bathroom so... <laughs> a, <one
0: contest? laughs> a bathroom contest,
1: too. A what contest?
0: A bathroom contest? Oh, can... my
1: gosh. We, yeah, it's only two bathrooms. So... Yeah, oh, but man. I feel like, you know, in quarantine right now, drink as much water as you can because you can pee as much as you like. That's you
0: can true. have to... <laughs> That's always the problem. It's like for me, I can't. Yeah. I, I was having trouble increasing water because of that, but now I can.
1: You can drink as much water as you want.
0: Wow. <laughs> I feel like I've been empowered now. <laughs> <laughs> now, one, another question I have is uh, I sense a lot of that kind of motivation, the, the inner drive that you have. I feel for myself where some of I'm, I'm, I'm a kind of a driven person too, Mm -hmm. um, but I feel some of that weaning or or going away a little bit. What's some strategies to kind of keep that fired up? Cause I know I'm struggling with that.
1: (laughs) You know, it's, it's difficult because I think the things that people have said to me over the past, and I'm sure people have said this to you too, the motivation that we have, the individuals like us that are motivated the way we are, um, you can't teach that. Yeah. It just is mm-hmm. like, so in my mind, um, and I'll just use it. I'll use today, for example. So I got up this morning and it was dreary out and I knew I had it to work out. Um, and I ate s'mores last night with the kids because they wanted to do s'mores.
0: Yep. Um, it's and I family said, oh, building.
1: yeah, it's family building. Yeah. And you know, I was like, oh my God, why did I eat that s'more last night? And my <laughs> husband looked at me and he goes, didn't we have a great time though? He goes, think about what we actually did. We sat out, we talked as a family, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, I want to work off this more. (laughs) I love it. I could not buy a workout this morning. I sat out here. It was cold. The garage, the heater wasn't really going yet. It wasn't warm. And for me in my mind, I go, I just said, stay here. Don't leave. (laughs) Don't leave until you come to get the workout that you said you were going to do. Uh, Um, so I think in staying and I'm super motivated like that, and I don't want to come out of quarantine, you know, not as strong as I was when quarantine happened. So for me, it took a minute. Um, I just kind of sat, I drank some water. Um, I drank lots of water and I kind of flitted around with a couple programs that I wanted to try. And I was like, nah, I don't feel like doing that. And then finally I settled into, um, a body combat workout. Um, and then just smashed it. I just smashed the workout and then I just cut the music up really high and then ended up just getting a great lifting session. So to answer your question, yeah, I think when you have it in your, we have to act more off of what we say we're going to do and less off of emotion.
0: Um, yes. Because
1: I said, you can't. If you do the emotional, I have a client who we were having a conversation about. She's like, I'm a very emotional person. And what keeps me from working out is I don't feel like it. And I go, I completely, completely agree. If I don't feel like it, I don't want to do it. But in my mind, there is no time. What does Yoda say? Only do.
0: Only do. Only do. (laughs) Drop the Yoda quote on it. I love it.
1: (laughs) Only do. And so there is no you know, you can't, you can't have conversations with yourself in your head that, that say, oh my God, I don't feel like, it. oh my God, I don't. just do it. And even if, even if the workout isn't like, if even if it's subpar, can, can you just turn around and say, Hey, did I set my watch? Did I move for 55 minutes? Yep. Okay, great. Because my 55 minutes of movement was pretty, it was okay, but it led to a really great lifting session. So
0: only do. Only I, I like that. You are, it seems like you're also accepting the emotion too. You're like, you know, yeah, I don't feel like doing this and I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to ease into this and I'm not giving up on it. It seems like you're accepting the emotion, but you're not giving into the emotion.
1: Listen, I come out here sometimes and I'm bawling. Like I'm yeah. crying. Sometimes it's get- just like, let's go yeah trying to get the workout and i'm like kicking my feet like a kid i'm having a fit in the garage all by myself <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like i am not leaving until i get this workout in i mean so
0: <laughs> yes. that's awesome. i love it but
1: only do that's that's all oh, i have to say about that <laughs> I, you
0: know what i think that is all that needs to be said and uh we are we're out of time but thank you so much there was a lot a lot of meat in that conversation and I've got like notes. all. If you would see the sheet of paper I have here, I got notes all <laughs> over the place. I didn't get to most of them, but it's all right. There may be another time that we can do this. <laughs>
1: I would love to. And thank you so much for having me. This has been an awesome time and yeah. just love sharing anything that I have, any knowledge, any experience that I have to just motivate and lift somebody up. That's what it's all about,
0: especially yeah. now. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's what you do best. So thank you so much. Look forward to doing it again. And uh, I'll see you hopefully soon after this quarantine's over. uh, I know. Thank you, Steven. (laughs) Bye-bye.
1: Bye, Bye. see you soon.
0: Okay, so that's it for that episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned a lot. And until next time, in two weeks from Friday, uh, we will talk about another topic um, and that would be another surprise for you. All right, so... I hope you enjoyed the episode, like I said. And remember, this is the HQ Fit Podcast, where we're not just a gym, we're a lifestyle.